I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Hey, it's good to hang out with you through technology. In our last episode, we looked at some principles for knowing and doing God's will. God seems to emphasize the relationship. He values our relationship with Him, so make that your priority. Get to know Him, and His will will follow. If you want to know God's will, get to know Him better. The second thing we learned from last week is we are way we're educated way beyond our obedience. So get busy doing what you already know God wants you to do. In this episode, we'll look at we'll look at and focus on how God's will intersects our career and our work. Work is a big part of our life. To illustrate, think about this: when you meet somebody for the first time, you ask, "What is your name?" Then you ask, "Where you are from?" The third question is usually, what do you do? Work is a big part of your life and mine. In a minute, we'll look at some numbers that show you how much of your time is spent on work. But before we do, let's see what God's Word says about work. Work was part of, the, of God's plan before the fall. Go look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 29, and Genesis chapter 2, 15. God gave man the responsibility of taking care of the animals and the earth. But sin enters the world, and the fall jacks everything up, including our work. Genesis chapter 3, verses 17 through 19 says, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. So it messed it up. It made work hard. It made work labor. Two other ways that sin jacks up work today. We either make our idol work or we make its opposite our idol. The opposite of work is leisure. Some of us worship the idol of leisure so much that we are lazy. But on the flip side of that, if work has become your idol, we become alcoholics, not alcoholics, we become workaholics. Neither of these match God's will. God doesn't want us to be lazy. God also doesn't want us to be slaves to our work. Statistics say that one third of our life will be spent at work. That means over the course of our lifetime, we could spend 90,000 hours at work. 90,000 hours. Because we spend so much of our lives at work, I believe that God cares about our work. Go and read Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34, and we see in there that God cares about all the areas of our life, including our work, including our vocation, including our career. Unfortunately, we have the tendency to separate our faith from the other areas of our life. We separate our faith from dating. We separate our faith from finances. We separate our faith from our work. We have to integrate our faith into our job. Like, like, we, like last week, we have to prioritize the relationship with God, and He will reveal His plan on how to live and how to work. We have got to trust God with all the areas of our life, including your job. Let's look at some ways 
to help us figure out how we can let our faith influence the way we work. First, remember who your boss is. Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. The second big thing that we've got to see is that work has to be your mission field. Matthew 28, 19 through 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. In the Greek, the go there, the go in that passage carries the idea of as you go. So as you go to work, you are to tell others about Jesus. As you go to work, you're to help others follow him. Your place of employment is your mission field. Because it's your mission field, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. The good news is, is you don't have to be a preacher to have a career that is leveraged for the kingdom of God. The next thing, work provides for our needs and the needs of our family. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23 says, In all toil there is profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 10 through 12, If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Christ Jesus to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, we hear, But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Wow, those words are powerful. It is part of our responsibility as a believer to provide for our household. The only way that we can provide for our household is by diligently working. Even if you are single, you can start some habits today that will help you help you provide for your future and your future family. Get a job. Do it the best of your ability. Start living on a budget. On a budget. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Work with a good attitude. Work with a good attitude so you can shine the light of Jesus into a broken world. Part of the way that we're good stewards or with the way that we do our job well and we do our job according to God's will is just, don't, just do it well and do it with a good attitude. Now then, I might step on some toes, but I've watched many people live miserable lives because they have bought the lie of getting their dream job and follow your passions. So get over the idea of a dream job. Very few, very few people have it starting off or even ever, ever, even ever get the dream job. Think about the waitress in Nashville. Dreaming, dreaming of singing, getting a record deal, and hitting number one. How many waitresses will never get their dream job? How many dudes will never make it to the pros as a baseball player or a basketball player as a football player we don't always get the dream job also you can't follow your passions okay play following your passions to the logical end and what happens 
Sin could happen. We even get the phrase crimes of passion. So don't let your passions be the thing that drives you. All of our passions need to be brought into the submission and lordship of Jesus Christ. But your passions might be the way you unplug from your job, might be the way you unplug from your eight to five. Some things to think about to help you know whether you should do a job or what career you should chase. First, does the job match your abilities? I wanted to be in the NBA. The job I wanted didn't match my abilities. I have maybe a six-inch vertical leap. Okay? Let your job match your abilities. Do you like to do the job? You don't have to love it. Okay? I do love my job. There are some things that I have to do that I'm not thrilled about. Every job has those things. You don't have to love your job, but you do have to like it. If your job consistently makes you a jerk, then you probably should you probably don't like it, so get a new job. The next thing, consider your livelihood and your lifestyle. Will this help you have food? Will this help you have a place to sleep? Will this help you have clothes to wear? Okay? Does it help you live the lifestyle that you want to live? Next thing, what is the job going to cost you? All jobs cost us something. Does this job you have or thinking about having, is it going to cost you something that you're unwilling to pay? Will the job rob you of your time with your family? Will it cost you your marriage because of the hours that you have to put in? Is climbing the ladder really worth it? Is climbing the ladder really worth what it will take from you? Think about that job. Think about what that job will demand of you and see if you're willing to pay the price. The last thing to think about. Maybe the most important, how can you advance the kingdom if you have that job? Every job is not world-changing, but every job can be the platform for you to impact your part of the world. Look at the life and work of Paul. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, we see that Paul made tents so he could afford to preach the gospel. In closing, God does have a plan for your life and your work. The real question is not the job or work, but the question is, how are you going to do the job? And are you making the most at your workplace to shine the light of Jesus to those who don't know him? Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.